Hey guys, Mubarak here. If you're at all interested in crypto trading, investing, and figuring out what are the best altcoins to invest in now, check out altcoinresearch.com. We just launched our new course that goes through the A to Z, regardless of your background or experience. And I know you guys are going to love it, so go check it out. Hey guys, Mubarak here. And in today's episode, I really want to talk about the crazy news of what happened with Sam Bankman-Fried. FTX, Alameda Research, and why the crypto markets are down probably another 20% after already being down probably about 75% this year. All right, so if you guys haven't heard, basically what happened is that one of the top probably five major cryptocurrency exchanges in the world just filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, leading to probably over a loss of probably $16 billion of kind of elimination and in, in value creation and wealth just for SBF, who is Sam Bankman-Fried, his acronym is SBF, himself, who was the CEO of the exchange, and kind of a guy who was almost revered to be the next Steve Jobs, the next Oprah. Um, he coined this term called effective altruism and was saying that he was going to be kind of the largest donor to the Democratic Party and kind of wanted to help change the world and was just kind of touting this type of altruism that unfortunately uh, led to the loss of probably close to about 50, if not $100 billion of losses for people and the average kind of family, the average couple. Um, you know, you remember that film Wolf of Wall Street? Like Jordan Belfort only defrauded investors, not only, but he defrauded investors out of 200 million, right? Um, this could be as high as 50 billion, so over 100x worse of a situation, worse than Bernie Madoff. Um, and it's just funny because this guy was touted to be kind of the next kind of almost Jesus, really, uh, from how much the media kind of touted him up and put him on a platform and a pedestal and everything like that. So just kind of a, a basic history of, of what happened, what went on. So Sam Bankman-Fried really came onto the scene about five years ago, 2017, he forms this company uh, called Alameda Research. All right. Alameda Research was like a hedge fund. It was like a quantitative trading firm. And he basically saw the arbitrage in crypto market, uh, cryptocurrency market prices. Right. So what was happening was in the U.S. you could get cryptocurrency. And I'm just kind of making this basic. Right. The exact details are all online. But in general, you would get cryptocurrency at a one price. And overseas in Russia or Japan or Pakistan or India, you could get it for you could sell it for two or three times more that amount. And um, I actually saw that. The funny thing is, I saw that occurring, and I had friends that were doing it too on a very small scale, like a few thousand a month or something like that. But basically, <clears throat> just normal price arbitrage, right? So um, arbitraging the price that okay, it's a U.S exchange and obviously you have to do some certain semantics but he was able to make uh, a decent amount of money by really just going all in and going full time and this guy's already a smart dude to begin with right he's not like a nobody he was a very successful quant trader in i think this company called jane street which is one of like multi multi-billion dollar quantitative research firm so smart guy figures out the crypto markets, figures out this arbitrage opportunity, goes in and then starts kind of really making a lot of money. I think he made tens of millions of dollars a year. So 2017, 2018. Now then what happens is in 2019, 
he wants to start something. He wants to start his own exchange, FTX, right? It became a big crypto exchange. And up until just like a few weeks ago, it was the fourth largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world, right? I think the first ones are probably like Binance, maybe Robinhood, and then maybe Kraken or so, but like Coinbase probably. But it was basically in the top five, right? And so what happened is that he started probably at like, he, you know, so it's one owner, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, and now he owned first Alameda Research, which is a crypto trading firm where he made a lot of money. And then what happens is he creates FTX, right? Cryptocurrency exchange. Now, don't know if, if you guys know about like Citadel or front running, but unfortunately, there's a concept in the world called market making, which I think made sense a lot in the past, which is basically to offer liquidity for stocks. Um, I think it made a lot more sense 50 years ago when we didn't have the internet and you obviously needed, like if you were to buy stocks, you needed somebody on the other side who would be able to sell that stock to you. And on the flip side, if you wanted to sell your position, if you wanted to get some money or whatever, um, you know, they would basically offer what's called liquidity in the market, which means, you know, your house is illiquid. Your house, uh, for example, if you wanted to, if you wanted money from your house, it would probably take you a few weeks, at, uh, at least a few weeks, probably if not a few months to sell the house or get the cash or do the refinance and get the loan, right? So that's what liquid versus illiquid means versus cash is obviously straight liquid. And so stocks, in order to kind of provide further liquidity and increase the liquidity for stocks, companies like Citadel came out of the blue. And it's honestly ridiculous how they make their money, but they basically make $100 billion by just... Um, they do something called market making. So they see essentially what the retail trader or what the market is doing. And they're actually legally allowed to buy, say you're about to sell your stock for a dollar. You're about to sell a thousand shares of it. And there's a buyer uh, who's, who wants it at 90. Let me see if there's a simpler way to say it. If you have a dollar of a uh, stock, right? Somebody's uh, wanting to buy it, right? And there's somebody willing to sell it at 98 cents. Okay, so there's a two cent spread, right? You have a buyer at a dollar, seller at 98 cents. Basically, Citadel comes in and will do the trade at maybe that 99 cent mark. So Citadel basically, but they do this on a large scale. So they almost kind of kill the efficiency of the market or kill, kill the inefficiency of the market by being the middleman and basically front running and being able to see all these people's trades because they run the exchange. So... That's a whole nother episode. I could talk about that for, you know, another 10 episodes that I might even because it's a really interesting concept. But in general, FTX has this. It's legal. They're making a shit ton of money. They're growing and they end up investing and growing and saving almost 130 different companies. Right. They invest in a bunch of companies like Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, you know, 2019, 2020, he comes on the scene. He talks about that effective altruism where he's basically the next Jesus. He's making a lot of kind of uh, investments. He's donating a billion dollars to the Democratic Party, being the second largest do donor in, uh, in the entire world for pol uh, for political sake. And um, basically, he was touted as a crypto savior, right? He did many things. He kind of helped, uh, what do you call it? This, uh, this currency called Sushi Swap. Uh, and, and, and generally overall, like it grew gradually and FTX really became pretty important. So they sponsored the Miami Heat's arena. 
they signed like a $135 million 10-year deal. Um, they started picking up a bunch of like celebrities in their advertising, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Naomi Osaka. Um, they, they, those guys were appearing in FTX commercials and endorsing crypto. Um, they had a Super Bowl commercial. So Larry David was on a Super Bowl commercial for FTX and just raised a bunch of money, right? They raised a billion, a million, a billion dollar series B in July, 2021, uh, raised another 421 million in October, 2021, and then another 400 million just this January. Um, and at, at one point FTX was valued at $32 billion in January, right? And so obviously the CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, his net worth and his fame and his celebrity surged throughout this whole process, right? Before long, basically, he was estimated to have a fortune of probably about 26 billion. And he, this guy's still under 30. So it was like super successful. Everyone loved him. Um, there was like, uh, he was running conferences, being called to every talk show, put on the cover of Forbes, all the things that happened right before, you know, one of these kind of philanthropic villains kind of crashed. And that's unfortunately what, what happened here, right? So basically, um, what really what happened, what got kind of illegal or what got unfortunate was there was just a lot of inter-party or inter-company situations that occurred, right? So what I mean by that is, the really what the fall was and the issue that happened was there was these customer deposits, right? FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange. So just like when you have your exchange with Robinhood, Coinbase, or even your normal stock trading exchange, when you put that money into your account, that's your money, right? That's not supposed to be spent for anything else. And so for companies like Coinbase, for example, every dollar that you put in or every cryptocurrency that you put in, Coinbase keeps that in reserve on the flip side, right? So it's not like even a bank where you have a situation where, you know, banks aren't required to keep 100% of your money. So a bank, when you put a dollar into the bank, I don't know the current laws right now, I'm not a, a lawyer or whatever, but um, it's basically like they're not required to have a dollar for you at that moment. And of course, I'm talking about in large volume. So if a, if a bank has, say, $500 million of, of you know, a million people's of funds, right? The bank doesn't actually need to keep all of that money liquid for people. So in a lot of times, a bank would completely collapse, even in today's economy, if everyone in, in the universe or everyone that was a part of that bank decided to withdraw their money, uh, the full amount at the same time, that would be like a run on the bank and that would actually crash a bank. And they're not even required by law to keep all of everybody's monies in at the same time, right? Um, they, they go, they're allowed to invest it and blah, blah, blah. They have to keep like 20% or 40% or 50%, something like that, but not a hundred percent. Whereas an exchange actually does need to keep a hundred percent of it. And so unfortunately, Sam Bankman Freed, he had a situation where he had, uh, basically there was a lot of losses that occurred early, a couple months ago with Terra and Luna, where, it, it, it tanked the crypto market and cost investors billions of dollars, right? And so unfortunately, at that time, what had happened was that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried probably should have came out at that time and talked about the losses he faced and talked about how his hedge fund, Alameda Research, was not doing well and had a troubled balance sheet. And he probably you know, would have looked bad, but he would have at least not been an international criminal and probably a fraud at this point, right? Unfortunately, what he did was he took 
the customer deposits of people, right? And, and, and I'm probably accurate about 95% of this. This is from public information, my analysis. So don't quote me on this, but this is exactly what I understand to have occurred, which is basically say he had a billion dollars of customer deposits in FTX, right? So you're not allowed to spend that money. You can't just use other people, like your customer's money. It's, it's not like they gave it to you to spend. It's their deposits to be able to trade and their investments, right? Unfortunately, what happened is that he decided to kind of cross the line at that point when his hedge fund was troubled, and he decided to basically create a cryptocurrency token and take uh, called FTT, which is the FTX uh, cryptocurrency, and basically take a loan out against that. So he didn't directly use customer deposits, but he basically put them all at risk by taking out collateral against it, and he shielded it with his token, right? So people didn't understand that it, the token was backed by the customer deposits, which I'm pretty sure is illegal, basically, or at the very least, unethical, and um, definitely not something that the SEC is going to look, uh, or the CFTC or whatever, is going to be happy about. And so he created the shield layer by using the cryptocurrency token FTT, which was the cryptocurrency token of the exchange FTX, and was able to borrow all this money, but he was doing it in between his companies. So he basically had um, FTX give that collateral money to Alameda Research. So Alameda Research, which is his own hedge fund, right? He owns both. So Alameda Research, unfortunately, now owes $10 billion of customer deposits to FTX and then another $1.5 billion in loans to outside parties. And unfortunately, all of this stuff kind of got, you know, all of this stuff was happening, right? But really what was the spark was that a rival exchange called Binance, which is the number one exchange in the world, and his CEO, Chang Peng Zhao, uh, and they call him CZ, so Chang Peng Zhao or CZ, what he did was that he did some research and finally saw what was going on. And in the past, you know, sometimes these companies all buy each other's stuff, even though they're competitors. It would be like, think about like if Apple owned some of Microsoft shares, right? And there was that relationship between Apple and Microsoft, but that's for another day. But in general, so CZ, right, the CEO of the rival exchange of finance, he in the past, because of just kind of diversifying and just you know, being an investor and being like a, you know, a hedging of their finances, he had purchased a small stockpile of FTT, right? Which again, if you remember, was the cryptocurrency of the exchange FTX. And when he finally did some research and saw of the blurring between FTX and Alameda's funds, um, he kind of started tweeting it and talked about that it was similar to the situation of the crash of just happened a few months ago, which was TerraUSD and Luna and everything that happened then. And so Zhao's announcement led to a rapid decline in FTT's value over the next day as you know, people started to get an understanding that FTX actually didn't have the liquidity that they needed to back the transactions and the customer deposits. And so the value of other coins, it kind of brought the entire market down because this is like you know, the top kind of gurus in the entire cryptocurrency industry talking about how another guru or like SBF is, is kind of not playing in a safe market. And so there was, in a single day, Sam Bankman-Fried tweeted that the platform saw $5 billion of withdrawals in a single day. And so what happened is that um, at this point, you know, SBF starts kind of getting worried. Um, you know, the 
there's basically a run and a massive decline in his exchange and in the market. And now he needs to figure out how to fix that, right? So he actually tries to strike a deal with uh, Binance. So SBF is now worried. He's striking a deal with his competitor to be able to try to purchase and bail out the failing exchange to prevent a larger market crash. But within a day after they signed a nine binding letter of intent and CZ got to see the books and the financials of the, um, of the company, they decided they didn't want to be a part of it and they withdrew from the deal. They said that they completed their corporate due diligence and they would not be acquiring FTX. And CZ tweeted that there was reports of mishandled customer funds and U.S. agency investigations going on where they just kind of dropped. Um, and this just led to a full decline and full debting of FTX. And this all, this all kind of all, all the news and events that I'm talking about recently, like in the next last few minutes, this all just happened this last week. Um, really starting from like the reports and the tweet from ZZ about the issue was like on November 2nd. And, you know, this just over the next week, all this stuff happened. They kind of signed a deal and then they withdrew from it. And just basically on Tuesday of last week. So like this is like, about like November, like 9th or 8th or so. Right. FTX then halted all their customer withdrawals because they had so much liquidity issues. And this is when SBF started then finally coming true to it that there's um, FTX loaned Alameda $10 billion. And, you know, SBF was saying that they were, he was liquid when he wasn't. And unfortunately, all of the stuff kind of started crashing. And the biggest problem was that although kind of, there's probably, let me see, how many users did FTX have? How many accounts? I mean, FTX had at least a million users and now a million people will not be able to access or get access to their funds because they froze the withdrawals. And then what happened, that was on Thursday of last week. And then Friday, like November 11th, basically, it all came down crashing when FTX announced that it filed for voluntary chapter 11 bankruptcy for FTX, for FTX US and Alameda. And now, unfortunately, what that means is that that freezes the, the bankruptcy court now has to freeze every single asset and everything related to, um, oh, wow. And I didn't even see this. So, so I just found out some more news. <laughs> so not only was it declared bankruptcy, but then, and, and on, and then on Friday there was a, uh, all the withdrawals were frozen. So now God forbid you had your money, your savings, your kids, college savings, your, you know, mortgage money, your whatever, all your funds frozen now, and you don't know when you're going to get it out. Then on Friday evening, there was a, a hack for $600 million at FTX. And wow, the FTX app had some malware in it. Um, and there was Trojans disguised that kind of hacked the company. So just an insane, gross set of events that really just messed up the entire market. And so what does this mean? It means that for US customers, first of all, like the people that had their bank, their stuff in the US, like they basically will probably, unfortunately not be able to get it back. Um, 
So it, it's going to completely kill all the trust because this is one of the top four exchanges. This is the fourth largest exchange in the entire world for cryptocurrency. Like if you had just one off some random small China fund or exchange, nobody would really care. But this was everybody, Sequoia, every venture capital in the world. They've lost hundreds of millions of dollars on this. And now people are losing their kind of all their funds and their savings in here. Um, so it's really just insane what, what ended up happening. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully that kind of covers the, the story of it. And, and we're really going to know just on a day-to-day -day basis what goes on. But one thing I left out was, unfortunately, because also SBF was a young dude, probably didn't have the best advice. He did not have a board. He did not have appropriate guidance. Um, he was just a really smart quantitative trader that was able to kind of make a lot of money by arbitraging the markets. He didn't set up his companies in a right way in his investments. So unfortunately, the bankruptcy that he's doing has 134 freaking companies all had to file for bankruptcy. Every single company that was part of the FTX group. So FTX, its sister firm, Alameda Research, and 130 plus affiliated companies under the banner of the FTX group, all had to file for bankruptcy. And the craziest thing about it is that obviously SVF, the CEO, has to step down and he's being replaced by John J. Ray III. And you know who John J. Ray III is? <laughs> he was the same guy that came in to be able to clean up and liquidate everything that happened after Enron. So, yeah, just insane to think the Enron guy is back. <laughs> Uh, to help clean up this issue. And, and it's really unfortunate. It's not really a laughing matter. So anybody who's affected, I apologize, you know, for, you know, on behalf of, I guess, the cryptocurrency. It's nothing. I didn't do anything. But in general, it just sucks because you now have, you know, one of the things I try to do on this show is really kind of educate people on crypto and get them excited about it and get them interested about it. And, you know, always talk about, I'm not investment advisor or anything this is purely educational i try to talk about how to stay safe and conservative and talk about the schemes and scams in this and so fortunately i got lucky because i have never done a single show or episode promoting ftx but it was on my to-do list unfortunately you know like i just be, had other things to handle but ftx i mean everyone thought it was amazing i got lucky I just never got around to talking about it and talking about how good it was. But um, yeah, I mean, nobody knew. No, nobody knew that he was just straight lying to everybody. And now the new CEO, like I said, is John J. Ray III. He's the one who led the infamous, basically, energy giant Enron through its bankruptcy and liquidation process about two decades earlier. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, really, really crazy times. I think this is going to be really detrimental to the coin market cap of like the cryptocurrency world. And it's just really going to cause further problems because now the politicians and the U.S. government is really going to crack down because, you know, again, when it was small overseas things where nobody cared, uh, that was one thing. But now when you have millions of U.S. citizens that probably lost a couple thousand to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars to an aggregate, like I said, it's. You know, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, he defrauded investors out of $200 million. And this could be as high as $50 billion. Worse than Bernie Madoff, worse than Jordan Belfort. And yeah, we'll see what happens. So stay tuned. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. 
You can reach out to me at admin at inpennystock.com or info at altcoinresearch.com. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care.